This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. I'm Rico Beard. Evan Jenkins fired up on the other side. We started the conversation before we started rolling this week because Evan, Evan's the one bringing the strong take today, not me. Evan, go ahead. I'm, I'm The floor is yours. Well, the alliance happened yesterday, quote, unquote. And I think you said it best. It felt like a wrestling match. So the Big, Tw- the, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the ACC all came together to form this alliance without a contract. So it's like me saying, sure, I'll give you a hundred dollars. And then I lose that hundred dollars at the, at the casino. And I'm like, well, I can't give it to you anymore, but you agreed upon it. I just don't see why the big 10 is trying to power up with these conferences that are lesser. Right. And we talk about votes and everything in between, but if your teams aren't good enough, what does it matter about having these votes and what teams do out of the three conferences, there's two teams, mm-hmm. right? Two out of what, 30, 40 teams probably? There's two right. that make waves in college football. And this is all this is about. Let's not act like this is about swimming or basketball it's, it's, or it's, soccer. It's, it's about not. one sport. And if you don't make waves, how do you have anything to stand on? Evan, it's Ohio State and Clemson. Evan, I love you so much, but you couldn't be more wrong if you tried right now. Okay. I just want to hear it from the other way because I don't understand how it benefits. It's it's not about football. And I know that's really tough for people to get get used to hearing. It's not about the game on the field. It's not about the the 100 yards on the field. It's not about that. That's a byproduct of this. The SEC's focus is the game on the field. The SEC is saying we're going to give you better matchups. We're going to get the best teams we can in our conference because we care about the matchups on the field. This cartel, because that's what the cartel is, because I think with a cartel you don't have a written agreement. You just yeah, kinda, it's like the mob. I mean, it's right. unspoken. It's right. like baseball, the unwritten rules. Right, you don't go against the family type of thing. This thing is about power and it's about money. It's not about the game product on the field. And this is where a lot of fans lose it. This is where a lot of fans can't see that because they want, well, go out and get extra teams and bring them in the Big Ten. If you're the Big Ten, why would you bring extra teams in here? You got 14 teams. Of the 14 teams, by the time this is all said and done, each team may get $60 million a year. Why would you divide that pie up for two lesser teams? There's really no teams that's going to really enhance the Big Ten. There's some teams out there that would make the Big Ten fans feel okay about themselves they get oklahoma state and they go out there and they get uh i don't know tcu they go out there and get baylor okay yeah but did baylor and oklahoma state really move the needle or was it just you saw your neighbor get something done at their house so now your wife complained and now you got to make an improvement you really didn't want to make that improvement you really didn't want the extra bills you didn't want the extra hassle but my wife kept complaining about it, so I guess I got to do it. 
There's no, oh, my God, we got to get this team in there. You got 14 teams dividing up 50 to $60 million. Why, if I'm in the conference, why would I want to bring extra people in that I got to slice down my pie? Well, okay? sure. I understand hold that. On, but, hold but on. You said one thing I just want to ask because you said power and money. Right. But doesn't power and money come from winning on that football it does field? does not. Okay. It does not. Power and money comes from power and money. doesn't come from winning. It's why you don't know who some of the richest people in the world are because they hide in the shadows. They don't need to be seen. The SEC needs to be seen. The SEC, you know, it's like, well, I don't want to say that because that's going to turn this political, but... <laughs> Trust me, nothing turns political with me. No, no, no. And this is not political, but it's like in real estate in New York, there are a lot of big-time real estate investors and people and brokers. Oh, yeah. But most people think real estate in New York, and they think Donald Trump. Donald Trump wasn't the biggest, but he was the most flamboyant. Sure. That's the SEC. They're the most flamboyant. And I said, and this, this alliance allows those three conferences to write the rules, to dictate what the SEC can do. I said it last week on the podcast, to put it in a sports term, the alliance now makes those three conferences the quarterback. The SEC is the diva wide receiver. The diva wide receiver can only get the ball when I throw you the ball. You can jump up and down. You can scream. You can do whatever you want in the media. But if I don't want to give you the ball, you don't get the ball because of the nature of your position, that wide receiver, you don't touch it until I say it's necessary for you to touch it. So I guess my big hang-up is I would agree with all that because in theory it's right on par with what should happen. But the problem is there's not a contract. So at any given moment, one of these conferences could go away. And all of that's gone, and this is to do well, about see, nothing, that's, right? And I think that's why they didn't invite the Big 12 to the party, because they don't think that the Big 12 has the stability to be a part of this. The so Big this 12 is all is a gonna, trust game. This is a giant trust game. You know, This is a short-term, and I, and I think this thing will probably be short-term. You're probably going to see this alliance last for maybe three to five years. This is just to keep the SEC in check. This is your neighbors all bonding together to say, hey, that one neighbor down the street cuts his grass at 7 in the morning. So we're going to go down and knock on his door as a unified front. You didn't have to sign a contract to do that, but it's almost the, the intimidation. It's in the movies where you see the bully beat up everybody until the three nerds all realize if we gang up together, we could beat the one bully and knock him down. We'll do some Three Stooges stuff where <laughs> one person gets on his hands and knees and we'll push him backwards and he'll fall down and then everybody jumps on top of him. That's what this is. You don't need a contract for that. This is we got to find a way to put the SEC in check right here, right now. If you sign a contract, you may end up becoming financially responsible for the other conferences. I know the Big Ten doesn't want to do that. Sure. And I know this is something that most people who like the Big Ten, like, oh, well, you know, they, Kevin Warren's not doing this. First of all, Kevin Warren is a figurehead. It's the university presidents that determine what happens in the Big Ten. I had a question about that because it said all the presidents and ADs came together and agreed. Who the hell at Michigan State agreed on that? Just the president? Well, yeah, I guess the president. Yeah, I guess it's just the president. It can't be Beekman, 
right? No, I don't well, think he should be making a choice that big when he's on his way out. Well, the Lions found out what happens when you make let somebody who's walking out the door make a choice in Jeff Okuda. Well, <laughs> no, you're right. Now, I do have one other question about the Lions that it's just it's killing me, and I have to understand it. Is their beef with ESPN, and that is the Big Ten, ACC, and Pac-12. The only reason I ask this, the Big Ten's biggest game is usually played at noon on Fox, right? Mm -hmm. The Pac-12 will have a game in the evening on Fox. Every other game is on ESPN except for the really bad Big Ten game that's on Big Ten Network. So why do they have such a problem with ESPN? Because ESPN has made no bones about it that they're in bed with the SEC. No, no. ESPN is was the ones who was pushing the college football playoff expansion. They knew what the SEC was about to do with Texas and Oklahoma. So that's why they were trying to get it done real quick before it happened. So it would seem like a giant coincidence because now what they don't want is ESPN having full control of the college football playoffs, having say-so in the room, turning this thing into basically the SEC tournament, the SEC Invitational. Well, we'll invite a few other teams in there, but we're going to probably put of the 12 teams, we'll probably put seven or eight SEC teams in there because they're better than everybody else. And because they form a kind of a coalition together, that's why these three conferences can say, no, 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 ESPN, you you won't have that much power because if you have that much power, you could ice us out. You can make sure we don't get in any of these games. The ESPN has that much power influence so that's why they're no no we're gonna make sure that fox has some games we're gonna make maybe we rotate this like the super bowl where every year it's on a different channel right every abc nbc fox cbs like we're gonna keep rotating this thing well sure but i guess was it the ncaa that allowed espn to come in and buy those rights or is the college football playoff like a totally different entity it's a totally different entity so they I think you've told me this before. It's Greg Sankey, and there's like four or five people that are within this college football playoff committee. But who allowed that in the first place is my question. ESPN and the SEC negotiated. But ESPN, it it was like two separate things. ESPN knew, okay, we're going to try to get the college football playoffs. Which you can't blame them for trying to get those rights. And we're going to lock down the SEC. They, they, They took over the SEC network, which was failing. Okay, so that's where the disconnect is. Because my thought process is always the biggest SEC games are on CBS. Right. So I would think that they would own those rights. But now that makes sense. Now it's if the they SEC overtook, network. It's yeah. the same as Fox owning the Big Ten Network. Right. Now so, it's starting because to Because the SEC together. Network, every it's, it's why the Big Ten can walk around with the big stick. Because the Big Ten makes the most money. Which is crazy. The big, you know what the Big Ten is? They're the rich kid in the neighborhood with the fancy hoop in the background. Yeah, they all. got the gorilla basketball. They now. got everything <laughs> in the backyard. So you know what? So long as you're friends with them, they got the swimming pool. You can go visit. You can play with their stuff. You get on. They may not be the best player on the court when they play. You know, they're not the fastest swimmer in the pool, but it's their pool. It's their basketball court. Big Ten, Big Ten Network, I said it before. It makes so much. It's the reason why I laugh when people say, get rid of Rutgers. Are, are you, Big Ten will never get rid of Rutgers. No, it's a New York market. And I, I mean, whether si- they get 10 watchers or as 10, silly as, it, as silly as it sounds, they get rid of Michigan, Michigan State before they get rid of Rutgers because Rutgers brings them money. Big time. Rutgers 
pulls their weight financially. Now, see, like I said, most people care about what's on the field. The Big Ten said, no, 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 no. So long as we make money, we get a seat at the table. People have to listen to us. Okay. That's what drives college football fans crazy because you want games. You want a great product on the field. You want to see a national championship. You don't get to see that because if you're rich it in baseball, baseball owners know, I don't have to win the World Series. I'm going to make so much money this year. It's why you see the Tigers just stink for so many years. Heck, it's why it's why every year, as soon as a team, as soon as teams lose their first game, they're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. The Pirates. There's there's like 15 teams that knew going into the season we have no shot at winning. But you know what they have a shot at? Collecting a fat paycheck. It's billionaire welfare. No, it's the same as the NFL where people call in. Every day on 97 well, the yeah. ticket saying, the Fords need to sell the team. And I say, why? They're making money before they ever kick it off. And that's the same with the Big Ten. Okay. They don't win the national title, but they're the richest conference. Okay. Now, the SEC struck up this deal with ESPN. But in a few years, when the Big Ten deal is up for renegotiation, nobody's going to be able to touch their deal. Financially, they're the big boy at the table. Financially, they're the SEC. They can't be touched. They, they they got they got eyeballs in four of the five major markets in the United States. The only one they don't have is L.A. But they got Chicago. They got D.C. They got Philly. They got New York. Yeah, you're right. And on top of that, they got ancillary ones. They got Detroit. They got Cleveland. They got Minneapolis. They got they got major cities. You can't name those major cities in SEC territory. No, you really can't. That's it. Yeah, you're right. It's only Atlanta. And that's right. why you see so many of their big games played in Atlanta. Right. So Or New Orleans, they go and play at the whatever that dome is called now. I yeah. know it was Mercedes-Benz, but it's not. So that's why the coalition, I mean, I was hoping that they would come out there and have a little more definition. Black I was white. hoping that they would come out there and say, hey, here's what we're really going to do to flex our muscle. I told you, for me, the biggest thing would do have your own weekend. At the end of spring games in football, last weekend of April, first weekend of May, we're, we're going to have our, our show where we basically say we're going to have our scheduling show mm-hmm. where every year we're going to tell you who we're going to be playing in the fall this upcoming year, the anticipation, the buildup, and try to get like teams to play like teams. That would have been perfect. I mean, you, that's coming in with a force. See, they dropped the ball because it was a ton of hype and it was not delivered upon. Well it was hey, it was it was it was Geraldo Rivera, you know, with Al Capone's vault. <laughs> All the hype that came up to it and they found a coffee cup in there. You can't get build up the hype like that and then not be prepared. And they weren't prepared. That's that's on the three commissioners, okay? Anybody that's well, upset about that, it, right? I would understand it because they 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 embarrassed themselves yesterday. You should have came out there with a set plan. Here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna have a selection show because we're gonna play each other. So you know what? Between week two and week four, we're gonna play a Big Ten team is gonna play an ACC team and a Pac-12 team every year. <laughs> we're gonna help each other out in the non-conference. They we're gonna boost said our it. Sca- No, no, it's the difference between kind of saying it. 
and sang it. It was kind of like when um, LeBron and Dwayne Wade and Bosch, not one, right. not two, not right. three. But, but you know what? At least those guys had a contract that said they're going to play together. Exactly. If you came out and said, you know what, for the next five years, because here's what you got to do. Well, even if, listen, We're, I know it wouldn't have started until a couple years down the road if you sign a contract because of that. Right. But even if they said this agreement starts in so-and-so. Here's what they would have had to do, and I think that they should have because I think this is the dumbest thing about college football. Fox buys out all the games. Guys, we're going we're gonna to clean out your non-conference. So send us an invoice of how much your buyouts are going to be unless you guys are playing each other, like Michigan State, Miami, Michigan, Washington. No, we're keeping those games. But the other games that you got, Michigan State, you're playing all these. The, 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 no, no, no. You're not going to play directional schools. We're going to whitewash that. We're going to come back. So tell us how much it's going to be to buy out those teams. We'll cut them a check, and we're going to rewrite your non-conference schedule. And maybe you even hook up and, and, and you know, Amazon buys some games and says, okay, well, we'll step in. We'll, we'll pony up $100 million. And that's the key, whether it's Amazon or YouTube or Hulu. Right. They're all right. in the market to get these Hulu live says, games. yeah, we'll pony up $100 million, but we get to carry five of those games. Okay, great. And you pay them off because the dumbest thing is when they set up their scheduling for 10 years from now. Man, no one cares. No, nobody Because does. I often say, you know, when they do that, to put things in perspective, okay, when they schedule a game that's 10 years out, your team's starting quarterback is in the fourth grade. Yeah, it's when... Now, does that make it sound ridiculous? Well, it does, because remember when Trey Burke was traded for a draft pick in, like, 2025, and that person was in the eighth grade? Yeah. Like, you traded him for an eighth grader right now? Yeah. yeah but, so do you think it's going to work? I guess that's what it comes down to. I think it'll work short term, and I think kind of like the wrestling coalitions and cartels that you see, well, oh, we're going to get together. We're, you know, we're the four horsemen or whatever you want to there call it. literally was a wrestling group called the Alliance. And guess <laughs> what? They broke up. Right. <laughs> Everything breaks up. Every yeah. band breaks up. Every team breaks up. It happens. Okay? There's no death to you part in this thing. So it's going to be all for the better. When all of a sudden the interest is now greater to join the other side, somebody will leave. And if I'm the SEC, I'm probably sweet-talking the ACC. They're in my backyard. They're my next-door neighbor. I could stand over the fence and just kind of chit-chat with them. And, hey, you know, we, we could take care of you in case you – if this thing ever doesn't work out, we yeah. got you back. Remember, you guys always play us I mean, in those national title right. games. Us teams in the South got to stick together. Mm -hmm. Those Northerners are West Coast hippies. Man, they don't know about good football like we know. We know football like biscuits and gravy down in the South. Come on. <laughs> Come on. You know how it goes. So, yeah, once it, once it no longer – once the SEC bends the knee, once the SEC says, okay, all right, we aren't – we may win championships, but – we got to acknowledge you guys are a player, too. We can't just do whatever we want. The coalition goes away. Okay. But right now, the SEC was flexing, and they saw that we were about to become irrelevant. So, yeah, imagine, like I said, in the movies, it's the bully who beats up all three kids. And you've seen it before. And then all of a sudden at lunch, the three kids have an idea. And they draw up a plan on paper. What if we do this? The three of us can take down that one bully. And in the end, they do. 
I've also seen it where the bully hits two of them in the face, and then it's one-on-one. <laughs> right, but in the end, the three kids always find a way to beat the bully. No, you're right, unless one of those kids turns their back. Right. So that's that's what happens. So It's going to be interesting to see going forward, that's for sure. There's they, excitement. The, the, presenta- the presentation was horrible. Well, I mean, listen. I mean, they invited you over to dinner. Dinner wasn't big, prepared. And, and be in one place. You right. can do a press conference live nowadays. Right. Dinner wasn't prepared. They served you steak, but it was on a paper plate. It's like, really? You, you didn't have... A, you, you couldn't go to the dollar store and get a plate? Couldn't even get plastic? Right. Paper plate, no silverware. It just seemed forced. Right. The, you know, the vegetables were still raw. But, like... Those you guys, know what the vegetables are going to taste like once they're cooked, right? Yeah. yeah. So imagine the vegetables cooked. But But they're raw right now. It's crazy to me with the amount of money that is being talked about, being thrown around. You guys can't buy a $500 flight and just be in one place and do a press conference? No, because then there's, because once again, it's the image. And do it it on your own dime. No, it's because of COVID and because we were looking responsible. We don't want to put our people in unnecessary rooms together. Signed football starting in one week. Once again, these three... the university presidents care about their image, and they care. They don't care about the product on the field. The SEC cares about the product on the field. Okay, you got to remember that. And once you, people in the Big Ten want Kevin Warren and the other commissioners to be like the SEC, Greg Sankey. They want them to care about the product on the field. These guys are saying, no, no, we're going with the longevity. We're caring about the money. Now, who's going to be right? I don't know, but. The SEC's focus and the and and, and the, the alliance's focus, two separate focuses. Hey, at the end of the day, they got them talking about them. So Big Ten, ACC, Pac-12 is in the news. They got to follow this up and and do this thing right. I mean they, I mean our, I mean the Pac-12 and the Big Ten dropped the ball on the whole COVID schedule last year. Mm-hmm. It's all, it's almost like they don't have anybody in PR that just simply says, guys, what the heck are you doing? Are you trying to make the conferences look bad? Last year it seemed that way. Sure did. did. And then speaking of drama, there's a little drama going on in Michigan State, huh? Yeah, some drama going on in Michigan State. And and unfortunately it looks like um, it looks as if they're going to – it's going to go back to the days of old, man. The thing about Michigan State, it seemed like everybody was rowing in the same direction. And when you're in a boat and you're all rowing in the same direction, it's smooth, it's fast, it's quick, it's efficient. But when you're not rowing in the same direction, you're going around in circles. You're not making any progress. And that's what it looks like now. You got President Stanley. You got the uh, Board of Trustees. And you kind of got the Athletic Department all pulling separately. Stanley wants to take over the Athletic Director job and kind of just say, I got this, guys. I'm going to go out and find my guy. I'm going to get up, hook up nationally. I'm going to get you this the guy. You got the board of trustees who are throwing out different candidates because they, well, they they just want this type of candidate because of how it looks. So you heard, like, Heather Like, the AD from Pittsburgh. They, you know, she was a hot name for a little bit because, oh, hell, we're going to bring in a, we're going to be cutting edge. We're going to have a woman athletic director. Well, Word on the street, from what I gather, she's not really that interested because she thinks Michigan State is basically a bleep show. Well, I mean, and watching what it is, I guess the only th- 
I don't think the board of trustees should have a say. Is that just me? The board of trustees has the ultimate say. I, I understand that, but like everything that happened with that board of trustees. It's a different board. Is it completely? Yeah. Well, ain't, pretty much everybody that caused problems are gone. I just kind of feel so, like Joel Ferguson's gone. Like everybody's gone. Okay. So they, they that just they had, worries me. Those when they had the election, were... yeah, that's that's just it. When they had to take a look at the board of trustees now, there's probably five names on there that you have no idea who they are. During the Larry Nasser stuff, they were so awful with everything that happened from. They, See, you know, the thing John is, they, Engler sitting courtside. No, no, no. They weren't awful. They hired Engler to do exactly what Engler did. And Engler knew that going in. You know what? Engler, Engler was like Greg Sankey. We're going to hire you because you we, we, we're going to hire the bad guy. You're the bad guy. You get to do all the stuff we want to do. You say all the stuff we want to say. And you're going to take the heat for all of that. We're going to pay you well. You're going to take a lot of heat. We can't say that, but you can. And that's what Engler was. Okay. Angler, they knew exactly what they were getting. They hired a pit bull to go down and bite people and scare people off. And that's what Angler did. And Angler knew that. Heck, I'm old. Where else am I going? This is my last big payday. Fine. I'll be your bad guy. I'll be your Huckleberry. I'll go out there. I'll do it. And he did it. And they kind of got caught because, yeah, you guys are allowing this. Well, what, what can we do? Yeah, they allowed that because he did what they wanted them to do. He was their pit bull that they brought in. So you got, from what I gathered, from what I've heard, it's down to three names. The problem is, uh, name number one is uh, Jermon, Martin Jermon from UCLA, athletic director. And he was a former Spartan, correct? Yes. Thing is, not a ton of Spartan fans even remember him. I mean, the people in the know. Not a ton of them remember him. Second, they're going to have to overpay to get him to come from UCLA well, to mean, here. It's a pretty good job at UCLA. Right. The uh, the next name is Richard Green. He's the assistant athletic director at Auburn. Okay. Don't really know much about him. I don't think he has really any ties to Michigan State. But he may be that next up-and-coming type of guy, and he comes from the SEC. Third name is Alan Haller. That's the name that everybody at Michigan State all the athletes have come out publicly and said, this is the guy we want. Alan Haller was on the committee to bring in Mel Tucker. He was one of the ones flying with Beekman all around to bring in Mel Tucker. So those are the three. Now, and, and like I said, full disclosure, I know Alan Haller. Have not talked to Alan since this process started because I'm treating him like a pitcher throwing a no-hitter. Dude, I'm Do not talking thing. to you. Yeah. Do your thing. So people listening to this, the oh, well, you just called. No, I didn't call up Allen, okay? For those who have a brain, they heard what I said. For those who didn't, they're going to be good. Well, you know where he's getting this information from. Well, you're an idiot, and I can't help you right now. <laughs> but, so I haven't. But from from what I've gathered, I mean, the football players have united and said they want this guy. What is his background within Michigan State? His background within Michigan State was, I mean, he's been the associate athletic director. He's been on that 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 track to become an athletic director. The biggest knock is you have some people saying, well, he doesn't have the experience. But I think that if you're Michigan State, that's the dumbest excuse ever because Tom Izzo, no experience. You hired him as a head coach. Mark Hollis, no experience. You hired him as the AD. Bill Beekman came from the secretary's pool. He had no experience. You hired him 
as an athletic director. Hell, Mel Tucker's probably the only coach out there that really has some experience. Yeah. At least he coached. But everybody else did not have the experience, and now they're like, well, we need somebody with experience. No. How about you get somebody that everybody wants? Because I'm quite sure, you know, because from what I got, and then they were like, well, Izzo, you know, was going to take the, the the job temporarily. I th- From what I gathered, Izzo was saying, okay, how about this? Because you're saying that Allen Haller doesn't have the experience. I'll just take the job, groom and t- groom him until he's ready, and then it's his. Right. Okay? And it seemed like President Stanley did not want that to President happen. President Stanley... He's he's going the way for the, you old heads of John DiBiagio when he had it out with George Perlis. Or it reminds me when, when Izzo and Luana K. Simon butted heads. And Izzo had to prove to her, I'm the big dog on the campus, when he was like, well, maybe I'll just go to the pros. You remember those three weeks, Spartan fans? Mm-hmm. Where everybody, it was Izzo watch. <laughs> it yeah, was news Cleveland trucks. Cleveland was calling. Right. And I think in the end, I think Izzo just kind of did it to show her <laughs> they don't show up to your job and beg you to stay. Right. Okay. You mentioned a name in in Mark Hollis. I understand everything went bad, but is that not somebody that they can talk to about? Because let's be honest, what he did for the athletics was very good. Everything with Larry Nasser, very bad. But as athletic director, doing what he did was good for Michigan State, right? You know what? I think the name that they should talk to and it's funny because I'm not saying to bring them in. I'm saying no, no, to consult. No. no, the name that they should talk to, and they haven't, and they haven't included him on any of these decisions, which I think is a big mistake. But once again, it's showing me that Michigan State's going backwards, not forward. It's not Mark Hollis. It's Matt Ishbia. Matt Ishbia. You mean the guy that was at the end of the bench? Yeah, the other guy that's also a billionaire. The, 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 guy, the guy that's sponsoring basically every local team. Right. Here in the You're state. Right. With uh and at this point, Ishpia is donated millions of dollars. More than Magic, more than Draymond. He's got a, uh, what do you call it? Basically, the athletic complex is about to get redone. He's the president and CEO of United Wholesale Mortgage. And he's not included in any of these talks. Which is crazy. That's, now that, and here's the thing. If I'm Matt Ishpia... And there's a guy that I want. I play hardball. Matt didn't write one check. Those checks come in disbursements. I'll cancel them. I'm rich enough. I can cancel a check, and I don't care how much it costs. Well, that's what I was going to say. And he has the cachet enough of being a good businessman that he wouldn't try to bring somebody in that would sewer his dollars. Right. You want to bring in somebody that's going to build the brand. And I think right now, to, like I said, Jermon. He's at UCLA. There's not a ton of love for him in Spartan Athletics, whereas Howler, if you bring him in, you know Mel Tucker's going to get his full term to try to get this thing turned around. You bring in a new athletic director, Mel Tucker's job now becomes a little harder. Yeah. Because now i got to sell them on this guy. You bring in Howler in, Izzo, and for people like, well, Izzo can leave. Once again, be careful what you ask for because the day he walks away – Ask Michigan fans what happened the day Lloyd Carr walked away. They're still struggling. Yeah, the days. Ask Tennessee fans, we got to get rid of Phil Fulmer. They're still struggling. You don't often, you don't place, you know, Urban Meyer with Ryan Day. 
That doesn't happen at all. Yeah, John Beeline doesn't leave and Juwan Howard comes in and right. does very well like he did. It doesn't that's, happen. I mean, that's look at, the unicorn. Look at what North Carolina struggled with when Matt Doherty took over. Right. They were bad. Right. Like fast. I'm anxious to see what's going to happen with Duke. Yeah. I mean, it looks good on paper. Yeah, John Shire, great. He was an assistant coach. But right. we all know it was one man doing it, and that was Coach K. So if I'm at Ishbia, I'm kind of calling the shots, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a little bit of a dick about this. And you're going to do exactly what I say. You're going to include me in on this. And I think that's Stanley trying to do this thing all by himself is a guy that truly came from Stony Brook who doesn't know the landscape of East Lansing. He is about to put himself in the shoes of the villain, where I think he's going to be a short-term president. He's going to come up against opposition, and people will just not like him because, dude, you can make changes, but you also got to know your audience. Sure. It's, it's Rich Rod coming into Michigan and trying to do too many changes too fast, and no one likes change. No, no. one wants that. And I understand, but maybe if they would have embraced said change, it would have worked. No, no. The only reason I, I say that is because, so Stanley comes in after the whole mess that went down at Michigan State. Do you think he's by any chance, hey, I was hired to do this job. I'm going to do this job the way that I believe is the best way to do it. Is, could that thought press be it going? Prob- I think it is, but he's not. In, but you're still saying that's not the right way to go. He's about not it. listening to the people. And, that and, and that's with. that's the problem. You could be a leader, but a good leader listens to the people. A good leader knows I'm not always right. Sometimes I got to listen to what the people want. I can sit here and say, well, the people need this. And the people are like, we don't need that. We actually need this. Okay? You keep doing this and you keep doing this and you keep doing that. You know, you keep dropping off bottles of water saying, you guys need the water. No, we actually need food. Okay? You keep bringing us water. We have no food. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's such a, he's stuck between a rock and a hard place because I, I do think that he, in his mind, believes he's doing the right thing based on what's well, happened and, in the and, past. And see, here's the problem. Are you willing enough to say, maybe I'm wrong? Maybe I need to compromise? That, that or do you go with most leaders do? I'm right. You just don't know I'm right. And I'm going to stick to my guns and dig my heels in. And I'm not crossing over. This is how it's going to be. It's how we do everything in this country. Yeah. And I kind of almost compare it to like Kobe Bryant. I'm paraphrasing here. But when they were talking about him, why he would take 35 shots a game. He goes, I trust myself shooting 35 times more so than Mark Madsen shooting right. five. Right. So, and that's where I wonder, but Stanley doesn't, what was his background before he became president? Was he kind of forced into it like Bill Beekman was with the AD role? I don't know. I mean, I think he, no, he was a president at Stony Brook. Okay. So, so he was, he was a president before. And, but there's sometimes like you hire people because they're good at what they do for certain situations. And that's where you should bring those people in. Like if you had a computer problem, you wouldn't go ask Valeni how to fix your computer. You would ask somebody that knows how to work a computer. But the problem is, is that. But it um, seems like he's the guy that's going to go on YouTube and try to do himself. You got to realize how big athletics is. Well, it's huge. But a lot of academics think that, no, it's about research dollars. And here's the thing. It's great. You came up with a new invention. You came up with a new product. But it's a direct correlation. When your football team is winning, enrollment rises. Why? Because people want to go to a winner. And then that funding helps out what you're trying to invent. It's it's why, you know, once again, 
Most people does not, they don't know the name of the Alabama president. Wanna know why? I'm getting out of Nick Saban's way. Because Nick Saban is driving money to my university. Nick Saban is making alums want to donate and, and give to research. Nick Saban is doing all of that stuff. So let me just get out of the way. But when you got the president who wants to do the power moves, man, put it like this. Athletics is damn near undefeated. It's like the Harlem Globetrotters and the Washington Generals. I think Washington Generals got one win, didn't they? I said damn near. <laughs> Um, Stuart Ray Bell, okay. that is the president of Alabama. Now, if I said Stuart Ray Bell was the president of Alabama or Stuart Ray Bell owned the Quickie Mart gas station down the street, you wouldn't know because that sounds like a guy that would own a Quickie Mart gas station where, you know, they serve great fried chicken in that gas station. Yeah. I mean, and his background is he was a professor you know what back- of college of engineering. You know what his background is? I can stay out of Nick Saban's way. <laughs> And when the phone rings, I will stop a meeting. Yes, Nick, how can I help you? Well, you're right because I don't know. I don't even know if I can tell you the president. Oh, I guess it's Mark Schlichel, right, from Michigan. Right. And but But that's only because his name is. But he's doing the same thing. He's making waves. The president should be like an offensive lineman. Do a great job, backbone of the team. And you should never know their name because you. when do you know an offensive lineman's name? When they mess up. When they mess up. And that's exactly what I was going to say. So he's done a very, very good job because there's no higher profile program in college he's football. He's the highest paid left tackle, if you want to use a sports analogy. Yeah, 100%. Because he never gets a yeah, holding call. Yeah, he's Jonathan call. Ogden. Yeah, never gets a holding call, and you can't get around him, and he's protecting his quarterback's blind side. And the only time you hear his name is when he's winning an award at the end of the year. Right. But other than that, if you know if you if you know your school's president's name, because things are happening that right. are probably not positive, right? I, I mean, this is the academics are going to be like, how dare you say that? I'm being realistic. Well, and for them to keep screaming that, go look at yesterday. What happened with the alliance? Academics, this, those were academics up there. Yo, and, I understand. And the sports world ripped them apart because that was had nothing to do with what they were doing, right? Nothing. So. It's all big business. So let's not forget. All right, give me a question. You know, I think my only question was whether or not you thought the alliance was going to work. and It'll it'll work short term until they come up with something more concrete. And I think until you figure out what you're going to do with the Big 12. Because if all of a sudden the Pac-12 absorbs the Big 12 and realizes we may have more power here, maybe they want to go solo. It's like a band. You're together. But somebody may want to do that solo contract. Yeah. Somebody may want to pull a Freddie, Freddie Mercury. I'm going I'll, solo. I'll bring it even more. It's like uh, Harry Styles going away from one direction. Right. Big deal for the young teeny bops. Right. You know what? But that I, kid has made a big name for himself. I, I, I don't really know if I need you guys anymore. Mm-hmm. I got this nice deal out there. So we'll see. Oh, and by the way, I think in the end, the Imani Bates thing is going to be over. Yeah, it looks like uh, Memphis, Memphis is going to be. What I heard, he's got like a Memphis email account. And... Even though then I read that just because they, when they try to enroll you, you get an email address right off the rip. Now, I don't know if they went and looked at Michigan State. looks like they were num- choice number four when it comes down to it, right? I think Michigan State was just kind they of. They were token. Uh, if you, if you want to come here, the door's open. They're kind of used, I think. Right. I mean, it's like, we, we, you, know what the, you know where we're at. We're going to leave the door unlocked. If you want to come, you can come. If you don't, whatever. Penny can deal with you. Plus, dad. 
You got to wonder the whole Jay Nakins thing. Yeah. That gets moved over. Who, by the way, I, everything I've read, boy, is that kid playing And well. I think Michigan State, yeah, you take the bird in hand. You take the kid who wants to come here and the kid that plays the point guard position who can only help you out. You, you got to align with him. Well, and I'm not uh, – listen. And I'm chances not, are he'll probably be there three, four years. And I'm not bitter. I'm not bagging on Imani Bates. But there's a lot of drama that's coming with Imani Bates. The whole year you're going to be talking, is he going pro? Here's the one thing that I've learned – Whenever there's a high school kid who makes a big deal of where they're going, I mean, an over-the-top big deal, mm-hmm. they never pan out to be the person that they think that they're going to be. Now, they may make it to the league. I look at Josh Jackson yeah, the Pistons. Josh Jackson was once the number four player in the country. Josh Jackson had all this drama. Heck, I remember on social media his mother attacking me because I put out some stuff on Josh, and she was like, no, he's going to go to Kansas. I'm like, I talked to your son, and your son basically said it was between Michigan State and uh, Texas or some other team. And, no, it's going to be Kansas. Well, you know, Kansas was then found out to be on the take for players. I don't know if he was on the take for Josh. Well, and he was also Kansas, very underwhelming until the tournament. And he went to Kansas, and, yeah, he went to the uh, – he got drafted by the Phoenix Suns. Because he had a great tournament. And the Phoenix Suns couldn't get rid of this guy fast enough. Well, Cliff Alexander, prime example. So, right, when when guys who make this big Jonathan Bender, deal, think about him. Oh, my God. I mean, whether it's football or basketball. Because here's the thing. If you know that you're an NBA guy – you you just know you're an NBA guy. Well, yeah. Now it's a difference between like what happened with LeBron because that was more the people. LeBron didn't come out and say, "I'm LeBron, I'm the man, come follow me." No, it was Sports Illustrated. Right. It was the TV network. But I'm talking about the look at me guy, look at me guy. Let me plaster it. It's just LeBron I don't know. also seemed very humble. Think about the fact that LeBron played with his five friends. His entire high school career. Amadi Bates didn't do that. He didn't right. worry about playing with his friends and so well, on. Well, I think and it's so going to be a little different. He's going to go to Memphis. He's going to see talent that's equal to him. But that's a good coaching staff there for he's, him. With he's, Penny, you got Sheed, you got Larry Brown. I mean, you have people that can at least, hopefully, and I hate to say it, get the bad eggs away from him. So we'll see what happens, but. I don't think he's going to Michigan State. I no. think he's going to end up going to Memphis, which is good. So, good for him. So be it. They have the the top other kid coming in, the 6'10 right. center. Right. I mean, he's going to have to be able to share the limelight, and, and that's going to be big. If he's going to the league, he's got, he ain't going to be the man. You ain't Kobe. You ain't LeBron. No, but you know what it also is? Because who's Memphis playing in the regular season? Nobody's. So, guess whose stats are going to look great? Amani Bates. So they'll probably you get beat get a, up in the Big Ten. <clears throat> they'll probably get a couple of non-conference games, and he's two years away from the league too. So, but most likely we'll go to the G League next year. So that's the drama that I'm saying is I'm following laughing. him. You know what the funny thing is? He transfers from Memphis and comes to Michigan State in the portal. <laughs> How funny would that be? Be something. And then you knew Oregon was going to be a major player, just so. because of what they can offer. I mean, Phil Knight has an open checkbook with. Every pair of limited sneakers you could ever want times ten. So yeah, I'm always. It's always interesting when you see like the final schools and they're nothing like each other. That's when you're like, yeah, something. Okay. Well, they really aren't if you think about it. I think Memphis is a novelty school with Penny as the head coach. Right. Going to get these big time recruits. They're one, and they're going to be Penny. Gone. Is, Penny is coaching AAU in, in college. college. 
and it hasn't worked. In Oregon. And let's admit, they're it, okay. It has not worked. No. They have not made the tournament. No, Wiseman played like four games for right. So he's going to AAU. Oregon. Yeah, Oregon's. They're okay. They're I mean, okay. Oregon's. Their only problem is they're out on the West Coast and nobody watches them. Exactly. And then Michigan State, you're going to get yelled at. So, I hate to say it. Yeah. So good luck to the young man. <laughs> uh, for Evan, got anything else? Nope. That's All right. it. For Evan Jenkins, I'm Rico Beard. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.